Ladies and gentlemen, I am Israel, your host. Tonight, we will take you on a journey into our world. Please welcome Sylvan DeSantier on guitar, Stallion on vocals. We are Paula Howard. Nice. Nice. That that's the kind of intro that I like. I, some, you know, that computer kind of scares me because I have like my fear of Skynet. Uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I I get the feeling that in this case, you know, he he's here to help us by uh, helping with the awesome music that you guys uh, do. I, I want just to say first of all, thanks for coming on and talking with us today. No problem. No problem. It's great to see you. It's really great Welcome. because so it's it's a it's a trio. And you know the Amiga twelve hundred is just as much as part of a group uh, as as you guys. Can you just tell us a little bit about j just the group dynamic? Well, we we always describe ourselves as a trio, as you as you just said. Uh, we describe ourselves as a British, French, digital trio. Uh, so in our logo and everything, we've got the pixel head of me, the pixel head of the Amiga, and also of Sylvan. Um, and the Amiga is very much uh, an integral part, part of the group. Without him, we don't have our sound. Look at our name. Our name is Paula Powered. Uh, why Paula? I bet you can answer that. The sound chip for the Amiga. That's the one, exactly. So we're powered by Paula. We are Paula Powered. Nice. And as far, as far as like the beginning, like I, I know that I was looking over the bio on your website, uh, talk about like how long you've been in music. Can you tell us like about the beginnings, like how did you guys get together? Uh, well, we worked on a number of projects before which had nothing to do with Amiga, uh, nothing to do with electronic music. Um, and we said, well, what do we really want to make as music? What do we really want to do? Um, and we both really wanted to go back into electro music, electronic music with the sound. Um, and we looked at a list of what we needed to even start the project, and financially it just wasn't possible. So one day Sylvain was in his studio. Um, he'd already used the Amiga uh, for a number of samples in previous pro projects, and he pulled off the dust sheet, and there he, it was, his Amiga was sitting there, and he started just playing around on Uptomed, and he called me and said, oh, I think I've got something that could be interesting. And within an afternoon, Hazy Crazy was made. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he went, okay, I think that's what we want to do. Um, and, you know, since then, we've never been able to compose without the Amiga. There you go. <laughs> nice. Now I grew up like listening to different types of music and video game music and uh, digital music, and I I love just the sound of some of the older like eight bit, sixteen bit type music that that comes together. I mean, with so much of the type of music that can be created, especially on the digital realm, when using a computer, what made you go with like the Amiga twelve hundred or go with Amiga type music? Well, we very, especially Sylvan was very influenced by all of the games uh, that you can find on Amiga and the whole soundscape, you know, Hasselbeck, uh, Moby, uh, all of those wonderful types of music they were making. Um, and with the Amiga, we just felt that it gave us a sound that nobody else had. 
because the music we make, the fact that we've got the guitar, the voice, uh, and we use a, a very typical song structure, uh, we felt that the Amiga gave us something that we just don't hear anywhere. And that's the reaction we're getting from the general public, in fact. You know, uh, we, we do play a lot for geeks uh, in the demo scene, in the retro gaming scene, uh, but we're now starting to play to the general public, and they love the sound. You know, they're like, wow, this is new. Uh, but we know the sound. It reminds us of, it reminds us of our childhood. Um, so we're managing to regroup all of that type of idea with the Amiga. Couldn't do it with anything else. <laughs> yeah, as far as uh, just coming coming up as far as computers back in the day, I, my, a friend of mine had the Commodore 64. I remember uh, my mother got me the Amiga, and then you also had like the Atari ST. And it was interesting because uh, with the st uh, site that we started, Ignacio and I, we saw that a lot of people were really into uh, the Amiga out in like Europe and stuff like that. And it was interesting, like whenever we put an article or Ignacio would share music, it was like we would see a big spike from out there. Can you just tell us about maybe the, ga uh, the gaming scene? You know, you being in France and all, just to, just what you was experienced with, you know, just the computers and how that you know, influenced gaming in in your area. Uh, well, I'm relatively new to France, uh, so I wasn't here in the the, the 1990s when the Amiga started to explode, should we say. Um, but we're very involved in the French demo scene. I'm wearing the t-shirt for the <laughs> I'm um, sorry, French, uh, for my French friend. Um, but we're very, we play a lot in the French demo scene and it's an incredibly active scene. Um, it's really being kept alive. Um, and I've also noticed by the internet that lots of other European countries are very much into the Amiga, the Atari, uh, even the other areas where perhaps in America you had less access to the Amiga than we did. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't, uh, well, Commodore's marketing was horrible. Let's just put it mildly like that. Well, it, it was one of the worst marketings I've ever seen for a yeah. company. It, it, it was like, if you look at the old ads for uh, Commodore, it looks like they're trying to sell you insurance, <laughs> not computers. And uh, they, they, they had no idea what the hell they were doing. No, they, they, they didn't have, um, yeah, they didn't have the, the marketing voice, that's very true. Um, which is a shame, really. Uh, oh, no, yeah. And it just shows that it's, we lose a lot of things because the marketing's not good, um, and so we end up with the. I don't know if I can say big words on your thing, but oh, you can say up... anything. We're not up <laughs> yeah. for work all the it's time. It's all right. Let it fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we end up with a lot of crap because they're very good at marketing, but then we lose the really good things because they're good at what they're doing, but they don't know how to talk about it. It's a bit like us. Like I always. Uh... I, I always see that whenever I find like a, a really good movie that had mm -hmm. no marketing at all and it's like like I saw the movie Moon and I was like, Okay, I never heard about it until somebody told me about it and then I was like, This is the best thing ever but, you know, it had already come out and not made much money. Yeah. So the same thing happens with uh, a lot of products. It's a shame. Yeah, because and it, you you need to have 
I mean, look, we used to work at Alienware. <laughs> there, oh, at, at the computer company Alienware, we used to work at. It's okay. Um, there, they were really popular because their marketing department was so powerful. It mm. was like you would buy a computer game and you, okay, here's the manual, here's the CD. Oh, look, here's an ad for Alienware in every computer game, and that's how you build up a brand. Now, if you know, back then when, when Commodore was around, you have no internet. Uh, you only have word of mouth and you have a bunch of computer magazines that you're not advertising in. Mm -hmm. Who's Commodore other than, okay, yeah, the Commodore 64 was huge, yeah. but the Commodore 64 was huge compared to the Amiga. It was, you know, up here. <laughs> the Amiga sold like maybe this much compared to the Commodore 64, so... And it's a shame, but... I think, unfortunately, the Amiga did sort of arrive in an era where marketing and advertising were uh, the buzzwords, and it was the thing you had to know what to do. Oh, yeah. They just didn't have the members of the team to be able to do that, where um, Microsoft um, and Apple, uh, they were very, very good with their marketing side. It's a shame that the Amiga didn't go further. It's a machine with a major potential. Uh, the multitasking function of the Amiga is amazing. For example, uh, this this very old machine on stage does all the music, and also, as you saw with the face earlier, it also projects the images that go behind our live set. Oh wow! And we always turn the machine towards the public on stage. Um, and you can just see people going, that can't be true. <laughs> yeah, and also it's like, look at the, the specifications. It's like, how fast is that, uh, that specific Amiga? Um, how much RAM does it have? Like, does, how, much the, how much RAM does the one you have right now have? Uh, like maybe 8 megabytes? Six mega. Six megabytes. Wow. <laughs> and, and you're per and you're playing music and you're you know you're putting up uh, images with six megabytes. That's right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. just compare that to uh, maybe try to do that a lot of years later, maybe even with Windows ninety five. It's like, oh you have four megabytes of Rambo. Good luck trying to boot up Windows ninety five. Oh yeah, I know those struggles. <laughs> and <laughs> We, we really like working with the Amiga as well is that uh, the limitations uh, are so tight uh, that we've got to push our creativity. Uh, for example, with the modern computers, with the modern programs that you do your electronic music, you can just be lost for hours going, oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that, I can do this. And in fact, you forget the essential of the music. Where with the Amiga, we're really, really limited in what we can do. Uh, for example, you know, we compose on, on normally four channels, <laughs> four modern yeah. channels, uh, and there's only so much you can fit in into each one, so you have to go to the bare essentials. You can't add all of the woo-woo-woo-woo, you know, you've got to go very... Yeah, and also you have to try uh, a lot of the techniques that were established in the 80s where it's like, you only have four channels, so every other note you have to play another instrument every other note and it gives it its own sound style which you know 
people who used Amiga and, and Commodore 64 and other machines, they know those limitations and they can hear it, but it gives it its own feel to it, and you can recognize it if you listen to uh, tracker music of very all much, kinds. Very much so. And, and that is the fun part as well, because you're going, okay, I've only got so much memory, I've only got so much space, if I do that, uh, you know, we can't take very big samples. Uh, we use the, um, the Akai uh, S5000 as a sampler. Um, because it's oh, nice. allowed, yeah, it's allowed us to basically before when we were playing on stage, for example, we were sending the sound engineer two mono channels. <laughs> wow. So to, to work with the the speakers and the the sound in the hall, uh, it's like yeah, guys, this is all very good, but you know you've got too much bass. There's too the kick is too strong. Uh, the, syn the synthesizers are too uh, too high. I can't yeah. do anything. So with our, our sound engineer, uh, we look for a solution. Uh, well, Sylvan found it, um, and with the Akai, Akai Maintenant now, sorry, speaking half French, half English, um, this allows us to actually pull out eight channels from the Amiga. <laughs> but it's yeah. very in our sample size, because what's the what's the size? Uh, so 150 mega. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, when you're putting—oh, I'm sorry. When you're putting together like your your music, like when you when you decide, okay, I have what I want to say. I want to put this together. I want to put together this song. What's the process that goes through when you're picking like the the vocals? What sounds you're going to use? Like, what is that process like? Um, well, normally we start with the Amiga. So, for example, don't you an example? We're just going to play you um, something from the Amiga. So crazy. Uh, oh, hazy crazy. Yeah, it's it's like our first and best known song.
Like, can you see the screen? Uh, yeah. Yeah, see yeah. The, the, the tracking. So, the tracker, the four channels. Uh, so the sounds are distributed over the different channels. You probably can't see it in detail. Um, but for example, this song started with the Amiga. So Sylvan started playing around, found some good samples, found some good sounds, put them into a song structure. Then once that's done, quite often the guitar then comes in, because it's the musical part. Um, then I listen to it and I sort of go, okay, what emotion does this give me? What does it make me think of? Is there a, 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 a line uh, that I think of? Uh, hazy, crazy, straight away with this one, because we are crazy using the Amiga. Um, and, <laughs> and then we just play it and play it and play it, and eventually everything comes together beautifully. It was a fast song. It was a very fast song, yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked, I, I looked at the, the video, the live at home version on your website, and it's cool watching uh, you guys go. It's like you, you really enjoy yourself. What, what, what was it like when you first performed, you know, for people? Well, the first ever time uh, was in 2011. Uh, you've got to think the project started at Christmas in 2010. And uh, we needed some information on the Amiga, so we went, we went on to websites and had a look. And we found uh, a French guy called Huno PPC, uh, who designs Amiga games and stuff. Um, and we said to him, we need some help. And he was like, wow, you do music with the Amiga. Come and play at my demo party, <laughs> which was So we had three songs. So we suddenly wrote more songs, and we had to bring it into the public domain. Um, but we were with geeks, and with geeks, as long as you've got Amiga on, on stage, they're happy. Uh, but recently, over the last couple of years, we've started playing on more normal uh, rock vin venue stages, so playing in front of the general public who have no idea what this is. And people love it. They really do. It's quite mad. Well, I mean, look at uh, look at stuff like Daft Punk. All of a sudden, that that exploded, and mm -hmm. I mean, look look <laughs> look at what they're doing. You know, uh, there there's definitely a market for it, and it's smart for you to go after the the regular. I guess you could call it the regular people market. <laughs> That's well. At the end of the day, it's quite simple. Uh, when we play for geeks or in the retro gaming scene. Uh, it's all very small, non-profit making organizations. Uh, so there's just no money, uh, which we have no problem with. You know, it's, it's, it's great just to, to share our passion and be on stage with people who love what, what they see. Uh, but if we want to tour regularly, uh, if you want to make a bit of money from the project, well, we've got to go for the mainstream. <laughs> oh, mainstream. <Yay. laughs> They're showing up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, you know what? Um, also consider this uh, something for you to think about. A lot of video game companies particularly uh, started, uh, like a lot of their famous games mm -hmm. came out on Commodore 64 and later Amiga. Uh, mm -hmm. Even like DMA Design Layer becomes Rockstar Games and their main thing is based out of like UK. I'm yeah. pretty sure if you ask those guys, hey, uh, you guys want us to come play at your offices, they'll probably be like, oh my god. Well, 
clothes. <laughs> Great rock star guys, by the way. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Show business. <laughs> Speaking of games, like what what are some of the classic games that you know you guys liked back back in the day and even today? He's the gamer. Ah. My favorite game ever is Pitbull Two. Speedball 2. Oh two. my god, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that nice. game is pretty uh pretty violent. <laughs> yeah. Um, can all the Turrican. Turrican. Of course, of course. Jim Power. Uh Have a look. Well, this is uh you know, this is our on stage Amiga. Uh but when he's not on stage or being used in the studio Basically, this is what happens. That's our eye game. Oh, you can't see it. Shame. Yeah, it's, it's not recording it too much. I, I think we've got something like how many? Combien de jours? We've got pretty much all the Amiga games sitting on this one. Uh, Cannon. Cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good uh, anti-war game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pac-Man. Oh. oh. I love Lemmings. Yeah, Lemmings. Oh, really? <laughs> That's another, uh, hey, the amazing design. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Lemmings is such a great game for them to re-release like on a tablet or something. That would I don't know oh. why they haven't done it yet. Project X. Oh my god. Oh nice. man. Team 17. Yeah. Kick off 2. Kick off 2. Nice. Uh, we said Lemmings already. Maniac Mansion. Maniac Mansion. Oh. Super classic. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Super classic. I mean, oh. I even played that game. I, I played Maniac Mansion in Spanish the, for the first time. In was, Spanish? Oh. And I played it in Argentina in Spanish, and then I played it uh, in English, and then I played uh, a copy from a BBS I got, I think, in German for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> games are international. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't say full stop. You say uh, period. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and just uh, just in case uh, some of our US viewers are watching, if they don't know what Turrican is, that's Europe's answer to Metroid. But it's it's, it's it's similar to it. That's how I like to think of it. Do uh, Turrican is Metroid. Ah bon? It's sort of like. Yes. No, Metroid too. Yeah, they're they're very they're very similar. Inspired by Metroid. Yep. But the music was amazing. Well, both Metroid music and Turrican music is really good. Uzbek, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who was back? A real influence for us yeah. as well, actually. Yeah. Big in uh, Barry Leach, big influence. Oh yeah. Kirby, big influence. You know. Uh, all of those sounds and all of those, what the guys did and what they're still doing today uh, is really, really impressive. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really cool that not only are these guys still around, but they're really active on the internet. I mean, even more so today. Um, I used to actually remix uh, <laughs> Commodore 64 and Amiga stuff back in, like, around 2001. Uh, it's it's amazing that they're more active now than they were back then. Well, we, we had the uh, great chance to work with Moby um, last year um, because we, we created a three-title CD for a, a French retro gaming magazine. And we wanted to give the best of the best. So we asked uh, Moby, who's a friend of ours, well, a friend, internet friend, uh, if he would master the titles that we put for the magazine. So he mastered three titles for us. Uh, and you can hear one or see one because we've just released our first animated clip called Queen of the Battleground on YouTube. Um, it's an animated clip made by a demo uh, scene, a friend of ours called Yogi Beer or Stefan as we know him. <laughs> uh, and Moby was the one who mastered that track for us. So Nice. Yeah, that's very <laughs> nice. Um, as far as the the music uh, scene in, in itself, obviously, like you said, you know, when you when you've performed with for geeks, gamers, they love it, and then also the general audience, uh, more often today, they like it. But a lot of gamers, at least in America, have experienced like early on that it was hard to get like respect. So then people would be like, "Oh, you play games," and still sometimes there's that stigma. Did you ever experience any of that in your music, where someone was like? Oh, but it's game music. Don't you want to do something else? Or was it always positive and, and people were like, hey, your music rocks and it's awesome? Um, I think we actually perplex people because uh, we arrive and we set up the Amiga and they look at it and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that, guys? You know, what are you doing? Um, and then they hear the sound and they're like, oh, the wow. And the energy. And they're like, Whoa, you do that with that? How? Um, and we get, you know, Sylvan gets into big technical conversations with all the techies. Um, it reminds me <laughs> of their childhood. And they're like, I never thought you could do that. The other day, we were working uh, with a, a quite a known venue in the local area. And the guy who was working with us, he looked at the machine and went, mm, I've got an old thing like that in my garage. Perhaps you want it. So he gave us his old machine. Guess what he gave us? An uh, Atari, Atari Falcon. Oh my God! <laughs> nice. Jesus Christ. P. <laughs> and it was just in his garage. Damn. Yes, abandoned. And he went, "It's an old machine. I think you might, you might want to use it." And we went, "Oh, do you know how much this is worth?" He went, oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Now at home and well, happy. Get get somebody to gift you an Amiga four thousand tower. That would be nice. <laughs> uh, we're retro. We're retro. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's very rare. Mm. Maybe. One day, mm -hmm. if we're lucky. In our dreams. So if you have an Amiga four thousand tower that you need to do. Here is our mailing address. <laughs> <laughs> Make it, we're making deals. Go, go to paulapower.com. Look it up. 
Really, the Atari Falcon was a red, was a dream. Although I know our Amiga friends are a bit like Atari. No, that's not good. Um, <laughs> we'll be very careful how we use it. <laughs> it won't replace A12. Never, no. never. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> um, are you running any expansion boards on that A1200 or what? Expansion board. Mm. Expansion board. Do you have any upgrades on it, other than the RAM? No, 16 MB is fine. Alright, alright. Any adaptation we have got is, well, we've got a Blizzard 4. Oh, there you go. That's, uh, just that's, a, that's a good boost. Yeah, at 50 megahertz. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge boost. But still, that's... And that's, that's like what it, that's like a turbocharger on a car. That's that's a good upgrade. Fine for us. We don't need to go any further. And uh, we do also have it adapted so that we can have a compact flash card, so that we're not oh, using, good. you know, just yeah, yeah. Do you have you do you guys have like any? stories, like I always think of anyone who does any performances or goes out or do anything with the public, that maybe once in a while there must have been something funny or something where you came back and you said, wow, this is a story that happened, you know, while you were performing or something that you were doing, getting things started. Do you have a story like that that you can share? Uh, well, uh, one day we were playing at uh, the Amiga Tree uh, demo, demo party um, and there's no stage. You know, you're on the same level as the, as the public. Um, and uh, Sylvain was doing a, a cover of Mizzaloo, uh, the uh, the song that we know in um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, the Amiga and the guitar. And so I psyched up all the people around him. Um, and there he was playing the guitar, sort of laying down on the floor on his back. And there was about 20 people all around him <laughs> on their knees going, <gasps> so... <laughs> quite funny, I suppose. <laughs> oh, another time we were playing in a, quite a funny venue um, and we were playing Hazy Crazy and we got halfway through the song and suddenly there was a power cut. <laughs> Just as I was going, crazy, power cut. <laughs> and so everything went dark, there was no sound and when the power came back on, you know, with the Amiga, it was ready to go within seconds. And uh, there we were, we were going, okay, we're ready to go. And there was a sound engineer still with the apple on his screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> I always found it funny how um, some, some of the old computers, it's like, let me turn it on. Oh, look, it booted up <laughs> three seconds. Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, like my friends are like, "Oh, well, I got an SSD. It boots up in in four seconds." And I'm like, "Uh huh." Hold on, let me turn on this Commodore 64. Oh, look, it immediately loaded up everything. <laughs> it's like when, when when you're packing up the stage, uh, you need to turn the computer off, and you don't have to go through any uh, turning off sequence. You just go, "Look at me, off." Yeah. Like, off. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's now safe to turn off your computer. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> Off. <laughs> yeah, we have dodgy electricity at home, and sometimes the uh, the power cuts off to the studio, 
Um, and there's our Mac and the PC uh, that cut off mid-program, and they really hate it, but they may go, hmm, okay, I'm back, hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bulletproof, basically. Yeah, well, I don't know, bullets perhaps might hurt it, but uh, <laughs> shockproof, shockproof. You can not, you can't. <laughs> so what's coming up next for you guys? What's coming up next? Um, well, we've just released, as I said, our Queen of the Battleground clip. Uh, we're currently working on a new EP, um, trying to incorporate our new sound with the AK, because it's really giving us a boosted sound. There's that, um, and also we're going to be playing a bit more. Unfortunately, only in France. Sorry. <laughs> if you want us in America, let's do a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like that, that'd be cool to, to do that and then have an event. Code Miami, man, we have an awesome music scene now. Yeah, it's, it's pop and stuff like that, but we need some video game. We need some of that digital funk down here in Miami. Oh, we'd love to come. Uh, you know, just uh, can we crash at yours? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? It would be really cool if you guys uh, get a hold of the video games live people because they have a ton of money. That's <laughs> and they have. They're they're doing stuff. I mean, I even uh, saw because I, I have a lot of family down there. Uh, even in Argentina, they're doing video games live, and I'm like. There's, you know, there's money for you guys down there, but it's huge. Yeah, well, so, we just, just ask for the ticket price. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, I saw them up in um, in West Palm Beach, and they even performing for Lauderdale, and I'm like, man, these guys are like, they're doing concerts in every city in the world now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, join up with them, and... I think I might have to. Yes, hi guys. We're Paul and Pat. <laughs> We're ready to talk. <laughs> like I know they do a, I know they do a for sure a show in in the UK, but they might already have started doing some shows also, like in France, Germany, maybe even Spain, Italy. Very interesting. So, <laughs> Look at that! How many how many deals are we have we tried to create already just in this show alone? See, that's what that's what we try to do here, at Obsolete Gamer Show, is create deals, bring people together. That's what we do. I tell you what, guys, if you sort it out, you're our VIP guest, and if we come in your way, we'll even do a private concert in your home. Oh, cool! <laughs> that that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> well, I might even have some parts for you. I, I, I have a lot of, uh, I think I have some surplus 1,200 parts in my closet. Well, if you can just do the, the screen, because that's quite heavy, really. <laughs> well, yeah. Fly the screen. RGB. Already <laughs> two guitars, uh, the Atari, the Akai. So, you know. Uh, did I say Atari? No, I said Akai. Oh, he's sorry. You heard Atari. <laughs> he's like, no, no Atari. Like, no. <laughs> no Atari. No. <laughs> yeah, just well, in case our viewers don't know, uh, Amiga and Atari people fight a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Even yeah. today. I mean, if you think NVIDIA versus AMD, AMD versus Intel is bad, pff, Amiga and Atari people cut each other's throats in public. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it's not. Not now, because we're such niche scenes that yeah. we have to reunite the two to have something that has a few people at, really. Mm. So, you know, we go to a lot of uh, demo scenes where, you know, there's Amiga one side of the room, Atari the other side of the room, but we all get pissed together. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, I mean, that was... Uh, the way that I see it is, like, as we're getting older, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like, just be happy you have somebody to be uh, rivals with, but it's not a rivalry like before where it's like, well, your thing sucks. Now it's like, oh, man, you're... You're Yeah. I appreciate that you're still around, man. And if not, alcohol is the great equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh, you guys out there uh, want to go check that out, you should go over to paulapower.com. You can see uh, what's going on with them, and we'll also put some stuff on our website as well. But I, I just want to say uh, thanks for coming on and talking with us today, guys. It was really awesome, and I hope you come back in the future and talk with us again. Whenever you like. <laughs> Let's just make right. sure respond. <laughs> <laughs> It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. 